Blog Talk Radio. That was when I ruled the world. Well, um, good evening, folks, and welcome to another hour of the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Today's date is December 1st. My, how the time has flown. 2014, United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. And I'm your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Hey, check this out. It's been a long year. It's been a very, very long year. Deserter he's found 
Yeah, that about sums it up. Welcome back, folks, to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report or the SID rep. Hey, check this out. Today's uh, issues with Ferguson and uh, Obama holding a summit uh, on racism and and all of that. Um, you know, as the article in The American Thinker points out, you know, we've pretty much come full circle with Obama being uh, labeled the, uh, I don't know, what is he being labeled? I mean, what 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 is this guy, what, what is his purpose? I'd like for somebody to call in, I mean, because he's president of the United States, and yet he's pandering to a select group of people. So what he is going for, he he's going back to his his roots as a community activist. I guess he's being true to himself when he does that. But uh you know, one has to wonder. You know, he he's come full circle. Do you remember uh Reverend Wright's sermon when he said uh well, you know, not God bless America, but God damn America. And how he labeled um, white folks white devils, and and on and on and on. I mean, you you, you kind of get the picture, don't you? Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm just uh, getting some stuff here from from the uh, from the, the the chat room. You know, it's a it's it's a shame. Let's let's before we before we really get into it, deep into it, and then we start taking our calls. Let's just go ahead and and play a clip of um of of uh, of Reverend uh, Reverend Jeremiah Wright discussing. Well, it's a classic. <laughs> let's just put it that way. Check this out. Dig this. About what a poor black man has to face every day in a country and a culture controlled by rich white people. Somebody missed that. You got nervous because we got some white members here. I am still in Bible country. I am still in the text. Jesus was a poor black man who lived in a country and who lived in a culture that was controlled by rich white people. The Romans were rich. The Romans were Italians, which means they were European, which means they were white. And the Romans ran everything in Jesus' country. It just came to me with, with All right, let's let's hold right there for a minute. The Italians are made up of mixed races. They were conquered by the Romans, they were conquered by the Moors, they have African blood. They uh are mixed with uh, with with uh with the Moors, which were, you know, pretty 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 dark-skinned folk. They were, they were black. They're Africans. So when you look at an Italian person and you think Italian, you think primarily of their complexion, that olive complexion that they have. But there's a lot of Spanish influence there, a lot of African in their bloodline. Remember that that small, tiny boot of an island uh, along uh, along with Sicily were conquered over and over and over again by a great many uh um different uh, different cultures uh spanish uh, african and so on and they all just kind of mixed together so what reverend wright is saying right there is completely false but i know he's saying it for his own purposes let's continue Within the past few weeks y'all why so many folks are hating on barack obama he doesn't fit the model he ain't white he ain't rich, and he ain't privileged. Hillary fits the mold. Europeans fit the mold. Giuliani fits the mold. Rich white men fit the mold. Hillary never had a cab whiz past her and not pick her up because her skin was... Wait now. I have never had a cab whiz past me because my skin is 
dark. I've always been able to 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 to, to get a taxi, but maybe it's just my glowing personality. Let's continue. Color. Hillary never had to worry about being pulled over in her car as a black man driving in the wrong. I am sick of Negroes who just do not get it. Hillary was not a black boy raised in a single parent home. Barack was. Barack knows what it means to be a black man living in a country and a culture that is controlled by rich white people. Hillary can never know that. Hillary ain't never been called a nigger. Hillary has never had her people defined as non-person. Hillary ain't had to work twice as hard just to get accepted by the rich white folks. All right. You want everything or to get a passing grade when you know you are smarter than that C student sitting in the White House. Oh, I am so glad that I got a God who knows what it is to be a poor black man in a country and a culture that is controlled by and run by rich white people. He- All right, that's quite enough. Quite enough of that. Listen, folks, this is a church that for 20 years was attended by Barack Hussein Obama. He attended this church for 20 years. He references Jeremiah Wright as a father figure in his book, The Dreams of My Father. He is heard to have said on many occasions that Obama is or was his role model. So now, despite all we did not know about Barack Obama in 2008, when he first ran for president, we know enough to realize that he would be a menace to our nation. Now, I am referencing an article in the American Thinker called Coming Full Circle, Right, Farrakhan, and Obama. Obama sat in the same church for 20 years, listened to the horrid, hateful, screeching, screaming, anti-Semitic, goddamn America sermon rants of Jeremiah Wright, which you just heard with your own ears. Now, had Jeremiah Wright said goddamn America while I was sitting in his pew, when hell froze over, I would have had to get in that ass. I would have had to get up there and go and 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 slap him around a little bit. Yeah, I probably would have got to be down. Probably would have, you know, it would have been a big old mess. But I would have had to make my point and stand up for my country. Not a single person in that crowd did that. They all cheered, "God damn America!" The their country. Barack Obama now realized that Barack Hussein Obama sat in this man's pew for twenty years and said that he never heard him say any of these things. He never heard him say, God damn America. He never used, heard him use the word nigga. He never heard him do any of these things. Apparently, all the sermons that Barack heard were just really benign, sweet sermons about God and Christ. But no, we know better, don't we? Obama sat in the same church for 20 years and listened to this. You don't believe he believed some of that? Let me tell you something, folks. I sat in a church, Pembroke Pines Baptist Church, and I listened to sermon after sermon from a pastor I really liked. Why did I like him, you ask? Well, number one, he's a young guy, a new pastor. But you know what? He was very conservative. And you know what? He listened to Rush Limbaugh every single day. Just like me, he was listening to um he was listening to our man Rush since from 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 1998. And at the time I was in his church it was 19 I'm, ni- I'm sorry, 1989. Until and and when I was in his church at Pembroke Pines uh Baptist Church, uh, it was 1995. 
And he made reference to Rush and his show during his sermon, and I dug that. And you know what? That alone kept me coming back to his church Sunday after Sunday, yes, even during football season. So now contrast my uh, liking of this pastor at Pembroke Pines Baptist Church with Jeremiah Wright's church. What do you think Obama liked about Jeremiah Wright's church? What do you think he dug about it? Could it have been all this racist rant, ranting that went on and on? Is that why Barack Obama held a summit today on race relations? Is that why Barack Obama hired or appointed Eric Holder to be his attorney general? One needn't have known anything more Though there was plenty more that was and is profoundly disturbing about Obama. Again, I'm referencing the article in The American Thinker. This history alone disqualified him for any position in government, no less to be president of the United States. And don't you agree? Do you know why? Would you like to know why Joe Biden never made it to the presidency? And he's been in government for what? Most of my lifetime as an adult? Let me, let me go ahead and clue you in. Joe Biden ran for president. Look it up. He was doing pretty well. Right up until it was discovered that he'd plagiarized some verbiage from somebody else. I don't believe it was his, his college thesis, but he plagiarized something, some, some, some verbiage from somewhere. I, I'll get the details a little bit later. I do apologize. But, but it was plagiarism, which knocked him out of the race, which knocked him out of contention for the nomination. Just that alone. But then again, folks, this was the early 19 – the late 1980s. When actual character still mattered, just that alone knocked Joe Biden out of the nomination. Think about that for a moment. And here we have this, this clown. So here we are with race riots sweeping the country and the president egging them on while simultaneously feigning innocence. The realization of damning America and promising to tear the country apart. Barack Hussein Obama has done nothing for race relations, and black folks continue to state that Barack Hussein Obama is just a great president. He's doing a great job. It's those racist white people that are holding him back. That 20, 15, 20% unemployment rate among black folks, that's not his fault. It's those racist Republicans who want him to fail. Isn't this just what the vision was all along? Isn't this what our community organizer-in-chief envisioned as part of the fundamental transformation of the greatest nation on earth? Isn't this the actualization of the massive chip on his shoulder, the personal pathology, the indoctrination he the indoctrination he experienced growing up, surrounded by communists, terrorists, and other agitators, not the least of which was Jeremiah Wright. Imagine sitting in a pew and listening to this putrid, horrid behavior here. One more time. One more time. We'll listen to this is what he sat through every Sunday. No, no, no. Not God bless America. God damn America. That's in the Bible. Now, see what they did to show. Prior to Abraham Lincoln, the government in this country said it was legal to hold Africans in slavery in perpetuity. Perpetuity is one of the University of Chicago words. That means forever. From now on, 
When Lincoln got in office, the government changed. Prior to the passing of the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments to the Constitution, the government defined Africans as slaves as property, property, people with no rights to be All right, so now you hear that, and then you, then, you, then you have Barack Hussein Obama in office. Don't you think he's going to have a chip on his shoulder? Don't you think he's going to still have some of this on his mind? Of course. Ferguson shouldn't surprise anybody, nor the madness taking hold in increasing numbers of cities across the United States of America. In here, with a black president in office, you have a black man in office, folks. And we're having race riots and thefts and upheaval. Why do you think that is? Because we have a man in office, ladies and gentlemen, who refuses to behave responsibly while in office. He is egging on the agitators left and right. Both he and Eric Holder are disastrous. They will have to go down as the worst attorney general presidency, uh, president combo in the history of this great nation. They are disruptive. They have done very little good since coming into office, both of them. I can't think of a thing, a single thing that Eric Holder and Barack Obama have done to make this country better, safer, and to make us all proud to be Americans. Barack Obama and Eric Holder, particularly Eric Holder, says, well, I'm looking out for my people. My people. All of America should be your people. What kind of president nominates a guy who who is sep- separating Americans? My people? America is a nation of cowards? I thought that President Obama was supposed to be above all this. Above the world. Like God. Remember that quote? I thought he was supposed to be above all of that. But that's not the case. That's not the case at all. So why are we surprised when we see protest marches and race riots and people robbing and stealing? Is it just about the young man who was killed in Ferguson, Missouri? No, it's not just about that because Obama could have called for calm. He could have used his leadership which he, skills, which he has none, so I guess the point was moved. But a real president would have gotten up there. Do you think Colin Powell would, would be this disastrous as president? Imagine Colin Powell during this time. You know, it's a shame that he didn't run. Barack Obama is no leader of men. He is no leader of anybody. He probably, I'm sure he doesn't even run his own household. Ferguson shouldn't surprise anybody. Nor that the president plans to hold meetings today to discuss Ferguson. Not to discuss ISIS, ISIL. Not to discuss the state of our great nation. Not to discuss Iraq, Iran. But to discuss Ferguson, Missouri. He's going to hold meetings to discuss Ferguson, Missouri with his cabinet. When it has been derided and decried all, all for, the, for the last five or six years that he barely ever meets with his cabinet. And that they don't ever get to see the guy. And he hasn't held a meeting on ISIL or Iran or Iraq in months with his cabinet. But he's meeting to discuss Ferguson, Missouri? That shows you where the guy's head is right there. While tensions have calmed somewhat in Ferguson, debate rages on about what happened nearly four months ago and and, and what it means for race relations in America, and Barack Obama's not helping that. In that context, Mr. Obama will meet with cabinet members today to review federal funding and programs that provide military-style equipment from the Pentagon to local police departments, a program the president and top advisors signaled they were concerned about 
when armored vehicles and heavy weaponry were deployed to confront protesters. Mr. Obama also met with young civil young civil rights leaders to quote discuss their efforts and broader challenges we face as a nation including the mistrust between law enforcement and uh, and communities of color end quote and finally, the president will confer with elected officials, community, civil rights, and religious leaders, and law enforcement officials from around the country to discuss, and I quote, how communities and law enforcement can work together to build trust to strengthen neighborhoods across the country, end quote. You got to be kidding me. You're involved in this kind of thing? I don't know what to say about it. It's all... (laughs) It's crazy. It's crazy. This is what we've come to. This is how... This is what America has come to. Two years can't go by fast enough. It really can't. This guy is terrible. So we're going to take a short break. We'll come back and we'll take our phone call. You're listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Yes. Uh, It seems like most of the progressive movements are committed to nonviolence, but you seem to be advocating a more uh, strong physical resistance. And I wonder at what point do we draw the line uh, at what amount of property damage do we accept? What amount of physical violence do we accept? What issues are are strong enough to put us in a place where we are willing to stand and take a beating for what we believe? Uh, th- those are good questions. They're hard to answer in the, in the abstract, I think. Uh, I have... Uh, a considerable respect for uh, nonviolence, but I don't treat it as uh, inevitably a necessary rule. The reason I have respect for nonviolence is that I think it helps to protect the protesters. The espousal of the goal of nonviolence is a form of self-defense. Now, everybody knows that the civil rights movement in the South professed nonviolence that people were taught to cover their heads when the white mobs came to beat them up uh, and to just endure the spitting, the uh, beating, and so forth. Uh, But violence, the violence of the white mob was being used strategically in those demonstrations. Do you think they didn't know that the mob was going to beat them up? Of course they did. They were trying to do, they were using violence. Violence was part of those movements and part of why they were successful. Moreover, even African Americans were not always nonviolent. The riots in Birmingham uh, were African American riots. And there were, uh, I've forgotten now what they were called, but there were, Groups, uh, what? Deacons for Defense, defense, right. I met those guys, and they were serious. So, look, it's partly... A long, long time ago, we used to get our food homegrown. Toothpaste used to make you smile It used to be you'd shop with ease Never eating antifreeze You planned to keep on living quite a while But now our goods are all delivered From somewhere on the Yangtze River No one knows the source there So you might find some horsehair 
But if corporations make a buck, they don't give up flying. Peking duck. And with this system we get stuck today. It makes you sigh. Now when you abide by an American pie, your grandma didn't bake it, it was made in Shanghai. Where they engineered the apples to be juicy, not dry. But the crust is made of cardboard and lye. Don't feed it to your dog, he might die. Now did you eat a tasty cake and did it make your stomach ache? I could have said I told you so. And the reason you are looking one is some guy took bribes in Setuan. So you just bit into little Debbie's toe. And now the toys you bought from Fisher Price have toxins deemed unsafe for mice. And Elmo tends to wheeze. I'll be placed with PCP. But all my problems seem so far when I see my cheap to DVR. I'll even brush my teeth with tar. And you will see that I'll buy buy from some young guy. I drive a Chevy and a Teddy, but the price is too high. Soon 20 bucks will buy a car from Shanghai. And honey, that'll be the day we all Situation Report with Doc Jones. The Sit Rep is information and entertainment packed into one short hour. It happens fast, so don't miss it. BlogTalkRadio.com slash the dash situation dash report. All right, welcome back, folks, to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. We got so much going on today, so much going on this month, so much going on last month. And we've got a leader. We have a president. We have an attorney general who keeps fanning the flames. And you know, I've said it once, I've said it 53 times. This is what happens when we hire using the affirmative action model. Barack Hussein Obama was nothing more than an an affirmative action hire. We hired him because we needed to fill, as a country, collectively, we needed to fill a quota. He He's a relatively good-looking man. He wears a very nice suit. He speaks well. And we needed to fill that quota. And he was the only one who stepped up. It was time to fill that quota. To put a black man in office. He was the only one. So we said, let's go ahead and do this. Let's do the damn thing. I mean, yeah, he doesn't have any experience. He, uh, we don't know much about the guy. But, you know, he talks a good game. And he's relatively good looking. And, uh, yeah, yeah, you know what? Anything's better than George Bush. You know, we've had the old white guys you know, let's try something new. And and you know what? Doesn't it happen this way in all our lives where we decide we're going to try the newest, latest thing, that tried and true thing that we have? We say, you know, 
I'm going to go ahead and try something new. Yeah, sure. What I had was reliable. It did the job. It was great. But you know what? It's time to try something new. We've all been there, haven't we? But here's what happens when you try something new, untested, unproven. We knew the guy didn't have enough experience. We knew the guy was pretty much in it. But, you know, the world made him out to be Christ. Come back. They made him out to be God, Jesus, FDR, and Lincoln. And he's none of those things. He's completely inept. But in order for the media, and especially so-called African Americans, to admit it, to admit that Barack Obama is inept, out of his depth, and completely and utterly incompetent, it'll never happen. It will never happen. But deep in their hearts, they know, all of them, the media, and especially black folks, know that Obama is incompetent. He is completely and utterly out of his depth as president. And you know what? To admit it would be utterly, utterly embarrassing. I mean, imagine kissing this guy's ass for six years and building him up to be Jesus Christ himself and having to admit that he's nothing. He was none of that. He was the guy behind the curtain in The Wizard of Oz. He was the emperor with no clothes, but ass naked. But we know this, don't we? We're not afraid to admit it because we knew it all along. But you know what? It's going to take 20, 30 years. It's going to take some time. Just like it took time for Americans to admit that Jimmy Carter was the worst president in America's history until Obama... 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road, when we're in our 70s, 80s, young folks are going to admit that this guy was, he sucked all to be damned. And it's kind of sad. I actually feel sorry for Mr. Obama. I, I'm, 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 I admit it. I feel sorry for him because he is so damn dumb. And completely and utterly incompetent. That you cannot help but feel sorry for him. I'm sorry. If you've got a heart. If you've got a soul. You have to feel sorry. Utterly inept clown. That is at the helm of the greatest most powerful nation on earth. And he has no idea what he's doing. And you know what? There's no pun intended. He's like a monkey, a chimpanzee, who's been put in charge of a nuclear reactor. Doesn't know what the hell is going on. You may as well put a chimp in the Oval Office. I think the chimp would do a better job than this clown. Caller, you're on with the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. What do you think? Hey, what's up, Doc? This is Karen in Idaho. <laughs> you can't help me. Karen in Idaho. I know you're in Idaho. But, you know, I, I, know never, say, Idaho. I never say uh, Colonel Jones, Dr. Jones, C. Robert Jones in Miami. Or Virginia. I'm going to have to start doing that. I mean, because when you do that, it just sounds good. Yeah. My dad taught me that. He always introduced himself that way. Did he? Anyway. Yeah, he did. Yeah. It's good. It's a little hunter from Idaho. It's good to hear your voice. How is Idaho these days? What's going on over there? It's cold. Is it? It's cold. Mm-hmm. How but cold? I, I, in the 20s. 
Because we're at 77 degrees here. Uh, my dog died this weekend. I haven't even buried him because it's too cold to go outside. Oh, no. Where is he? Oh, he's in a, the garden shed. Oh, okay. He's he, safe. Is, he, is, he wrapped, is he wrapped up in all of that? Yeah. Yeah, he is. Okay. I'm sorry to hear that. What's the pup's name? That was Bledgley. Oh, okay. He was 15. wasn't a pup. I know, but I call them all pups. I mean, I have a Rottweiler in the in the, in the garage, you know, and he's getting up in there in age, and I call him a pup just, just because he's so big and, you know, serious <laughs> looking. You know, he just kind of, it kind of makes him, uh, you know, it just kind of takes the sting away from him being such a huge uh, dog. And you know, you they don't want for, him to think that he's old, you know. Yeah, and for some reason, Rottweilers tend to look, you know. Folks tend to look at them kind of, uh, you know, menacingly. It's called it's like calling a big guy tiny, you know. Mhm. <laughs> you know, like a really like a six foot five, three hundred pound guy, and you call him tiny. You know, you just yeah. call. Uh, I call my dog a pup because he's he weighs about one hundred and forty pounds. You know, he's big pretty guy. big. Yeah, yeah. So, what's on your mind today, Karen from Idaho? Well, I was. In church the other day, we had a God gave a prophecy to one of our members, and it had to do with um, our government. Mm-hmm. And his name is Michael, and he he was afraid to use the word martial law, but he felt that mm-hmm. that's where that that's what God was talking to him about. And then this whole Ferguson Ferguson thing broke out, and I'm thinking those people are going to induce our government to pull martial law because of the way they're acting down there. And it just scares me because martial law means a whole lot of things that we don't want to happen. I believe the president can stay in office longer and all of that. Well, you know, he, he, he won't. He he won't. I mean, we, we talked about this, you know, a couple of years ago. Uh, you know, uh, like when when he uh, when he ran when he was uh, running for a second term, uh, a lot mm-hmm. of folks, especially folks on Blog Talk Radio, were suggesting that if he were to lose to Romney, that there was a, a chance that uh, that he might not relinquish uh, the presidency. He 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 really wouldn't, you know. He he really wouldn't have a choice in doing that. You know, he mm-hmm. he would set you know the most dangerous uh, presidents, and he would. You know, let, let's say Hillary runs, you know, or, you know, he he, he would be thrown out on his ass. You know, his yeah. time would be up. You know, he, he would that 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 would never, ever, ever occur. But, uh, you know, the thing is, and, and mostly, you know, because he he, he he he's not looked upon as favorably as as he was a year ago or two years ago or three mm-hmm. years ago. If you remember, Karen, when he came into office, he had an approval rating in the high 70% range. Talking yeah. 73, 74%, and even among uh, many Republicans. So, um, you know, and now he's down in the, what, or low 40s? You know, so in some in some polls, you know, he's at 38% approval. So, mm-hmm. you know, he, he doesn't have, um, you know, he doesn't have the people behind him. He doesn't have the government behind him. He doesn't have his own Democrats behind him. You know, he's pretty much a rudderless ship. And it's, um, like I said, I, I almost, I almost feel sad for the guy. Almost. It, you know, it's hard. No. <laughs> <laughs> I do admit no, no, that, no. huh? I almost do because he he you know it's like he's a lost he's like a he's like a lost fool like a court jester you know and the and nobody's laughing you know how you know or or like a mime who everybody wants to just kick him in the ass you know because I can't stand yeah. mimes or clowns you know I have clown phobia you know but yep. you know yeah but I feel sorry for him because he he just sucks so bad you know it's like you can't hate him you can't hate the guy you can't even dislike him because you know it's not his fault 
because everybody else propped him up to be this damn genius. He's trying hard to live up to being the Messiah, but he just he just he's just terrible. <laughs> you don't think that this is all an act of his on his part? To act like people, he sucks? I've, yeah. You don't think this is a big act? No, no, because he's far too—he's far too arrogant for that. He's far too arrogant that he's no Columbo. Are you saying that he's doing a Columbo? He's Columboing us? I think so. Some some people have said that (laughs) he really does know what's going on, and that um, this is all an act to try to put us off guard. No, no, he's lying his ass off. And he's trying, you know, it's like it's like having that having that girlfriend, you know, uh, girl because women don't do this. So I'm not going to say uh, women don't do this for the most part, but having that girlfriend where you, you know, you know, you get to the point where you're lying to her from day one, and she's believing the lies, and then she gets wise, and she's starting not to believe your lies anymore. But you can't come clean now because <laughs> it's been two years. <laughs> so yeah. you gotta just you gotta keep lying. You gotta keep throwing those lies out there, even though at this point you know that she knows that you're lying. But you can't say, "Oh, you know what? Never mind. I'm just gonna come out. I'm just gonna tell you the truth." No, you can't because you gotta you gotta keep you gotta keep up the lie because at some point you start to believe the lie. Mhm. I mean, I don't know from experience, yep. of course. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not experienced in such matters. I just heard, you know, this is what I've heard. But nevertheless. Oh yeah. Yeah. I had so, an ex-husband that did that. Exactly. He wasn't the marine, was he? Yeah, it was a marine. No, marines. No, no marines don't lie. That's that's not true. Mm-mm-mm. But. Uh huh. That's yeah. another story now, isn't it? That's another show. <laughs> Hey, yeah, it is. It is another show for another time. I saw, Karen, I saw a Corvette. I'm going to send you this picture. I'm going to post it on Facebook right after we get off here. There's a, a of a Corvette, a black Corvette that had one of the prettiest Eagle Globe and anchors painted on the hood. And it was like painted into the the paint. It wasn't like painted onto the paint. And it is just the prettiest I was so envious, not of the car, but of that fine paint job where you've got that huge Eagle Globe and anchor covering the front hood, the bonnet of that uh, 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 of of that okay. Corvette. Yeah, and I wanted to find, you know, because he was, he was in the mall, and I wanted to go from store to store to store to find that guy and say, how did you get that done? I need to get this done to my cars. I mean, but, you know, I didn't really have a lot of time, so I left a note, you know, in the, on his door to give me a call because I wanted to know. You know, I told him I was a Marine, yeah. but but uh, so hopefully, you know, he'll call me because I need that paint job. I need that paint job <laughs> on my car. But anyway, I'm going to post that picture on Facebook a little bit later. Okay. Yeah. So you believe, Karen from Idaho, by the way, you sound very nice, very soothing voice. Thank you. You're quite welcome. But let's move forward here. Um, you think that Barack Hussein Obama is doing a Peter Falk? He's doing a Columbo. Mhm. I'm just mm. throwing that out there because I've heard other, I've read articles about other people believing that, and um, that he's just putting on this big act, and he really does know what's going on. Mhm. He forgets his wife's name and all that. He's not just a dumbass? I don't think so. Huh. I, I think I think he's really intelligent and he's playing us. Hmm. I think he's playing us. And people are starting to wake up to that because we've been duped. And people are maybe starting to realize. Okay. All I'm right. just being devil's advocate here and... You know, it's yeah. been done before. Yeah, yeah. Done who, before. who did it? Who, oh, well, you know, got away. I with don't it. know. I don't believe. I don't believe. You know, he he's come too far. 
He's come too far, and, and no one believes him anymore. He doesn't have any credibility. He doesn't have any credibility at all. He he, he he's he's hapless. I mean, because what can he do now? There's nothing he can do. He's pretty much done. You know, after next month, you know, he his agenda, whatever agenda he has, he's going to have to put it in the form of a of an executive order. He's being sued right now over over this uh, amnesty thing, and he in the purse strings uh, that that uh, need to be attached that need to be put into play for his executive orders to be uh, effective, uh, you know, are going to be controlled by both houses of Congress. He, he pretty much needs to. He, I mean, all he can do at this point is just kind of ride out the next two years, enjoy the White House, you know, eat, you know, chow down, enjoy being. Uh, you know, being uh, being president for 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 the last couple of years and just ride off into the sunset, sucking all to be damned. It's mm-hmm. all he can do. It's over. Have you, know, you seen him no... with his wife lately? No. I think it's interesting that she's been pretty pretty out of the picture lately. His girls were at the turkey blessing thing the other day. Somebody commented that she didn't like the way the girls were dressed. But I haven't seen Michelle well, lately. Well, some somewhat uh, a GPO staffer commented that they looked bored and you know all of that. And I don't think she should have been fired for that. But I don't I don't think that's anybody's business. You know, I mean, I think that uh, children, presidents, uh, children should be off limits. You know, um, the Bush girls and uh and, and and Chelsea I know that uh Rush got into a lot of trouble when he when he when he suggested no when he said pretty much outright that um you know Chelsea was butt ass ugly which of course you know <laughs> she, she, she she was and still is but uh you know I don't know if you remember that or not but he got in some trouble for that I mean I think the the children should be off limits but uh you know They also have have a role to play, considering who their parents are. Yeah. I agree with that staffer that the girls should have shown more respect and and dressed better. Yeah, no doubt. Maybe she shouldn't have done that. She shouldn't have done that in public, though. No, she shouldn't. She shouldn't have done that at all. But you know, the thing the thing about um, um Mrs. Obama is that she never wanted um Barack to run for president. She didn't want him to run for congressman when he ran uh for congress against uh the sitting congressman now from Chicago um Bobby Rush. Um mm-hmm. uh when he lost to Bobby Rush for for the congressional seat on the south side, uh he put the family in a great amount of debt and she had started divorce proceedings. <laughs> She she actually oh. did. She she was going to divorce him, and then uh, he convinced her to allow him to run for the Senate, um, because uh, Anthony Resco uh, agreed to pay off his congressional uh, financial debts and to find help to finance his Senate race. Once that was paid off, and then she got that really nice house in Hyde Park, Illinois, you know, for mm-hmm. for almost nothing which is what she wanted all along, just a really nice house to raise the kids in. Uh, Once she got that, it pretty much appeased her. And so she called off the divorce uh, proceedings. And then uh, she just basically she's been going along for the ride for the for the whole time he's been president. But she it's well known and well documented that she has no interest or no love whatsoever for uh, being in the spotlight or being the wife of a president. She doesn't really care for it at all. You know, she'd rather be back home in Chicago just chilling. You know, I can't stand the woman myself, but I do understand. I do know for a fact and understand that she she wants nothing to do with what's going on in in terms of the presidency. And you've heard um, Obama allude to that on numerous occasions. Mm-hmm. Or make or make uh you know, make light of it. So uh you know, but uh that's neither here nor there. He he he's on his way out. His 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 um his time as president is pretty, gonna be gonna be pretty much a mess for the for the next two for the last two years, given the fact that he's lost all semblance of control. And once this um 
these uh, the, the court challenges play out in terms of his immigration policy, and he is found to be uh, exceeding his authority, which uh, there's a strong indication that that will occur. And once uh, Congress uh, defunds uh, his efforts, you know, he's going to be like a toothless tiger. A lame duck. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Well, anyway, Karen, uh, I've enjoyed uh, listening to you, hearing your voice. I will chat with you. I'll, I'll give okay. you a call after we after we're off the air here. And uh, but for now, we are done. Time has run out. We're like two minutes left. So thank you very much for listening and calling in, uh, Karen. But mm-hmm. uh, we gotta we gotta say good night. Gotta gotta blow. So All right, I'll good night. look for you later. For, thank you. Great show. All right. Thank you. All right, that was my good friend Karen from Idaho, and I am Dr. C. Robert Jones from Virginia, Miami, Chicago, and Georgia. So we're going to say goodnight. There's so many places you could be, folks, so many things you could be doing, but you take time to listen to my show, and I do so appreciate it. Have a good night. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America.